0: Welcome to the Voice.me podcast, information and advice on the world of voiceover presented by voice.me.co.za, the South African search directory for voice artists and related services. I'm Andrew Sutherland, founder of Voice.me, and in this episode, I'll be speaking with industry veteran voice artist and coach Craig Ross from Savoa about voiceover coaching and training. As a voiceover coach and owner of the South African Voice Artist Academy, SAVOA, he brings the experience of many different roles in the industry. Sound engineer, music producer, voice artist and actor, which gives the artists and students at SAVOA training workshops a versatile approach to the industry. He has decades of experience both behind the mixing desk and the mic for many big brands. Craig encourages, inspires, motivates, and sculpts every student to see the potential they have and by being heard through the art of voiceover. Welcome to the show, Craig Ross.
1: Hey, what up, Andrew, Andy. Lovely to be here today and thanks for such a warm welcome.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been quite a mission trying to lock you down for this. As,
1: as he says that, as he says that, this feeling as though I'm looking over a tall building at the street below... Uh, <laughs> augments my inner being
0: <laughs> no for sure but anyway it's uh it's great to have you on man there's going to be a lot of cool stuff in this episode that the new voices are going to learn a lot from so yeah let's let's get going yeah um so firstly what inspired you to become a vo coach and and how did you get started in the industry what a story
1: what a story i mean do you have do you have the whole day? Um, let me see if I can summarize it and, and pull out the best parts. Well, Andrew, I don't think anything really, especially a passion like like I have for voiceover and how I approach it, doesn't just come from nowhere. It really takes some special people to do, you know, special things in niche markets because at the time. You know, and, and let me just jump right ahead to nine years ago. And I say jump right ahead to nine years ago because we're talking about my childhood here because that's where it was birthed. But if I can say nine years ago, what I was saying, Nana I was so powerful that this niche market, you saw so many other people in, in different niche markets doing well, but you looked at voiceover and I swear to you, nine years ago, there was nowhere in South Africa to study voiceover. Nowhere. Yeah. You could go to a person who was a voiceover and who'd been doing it for years. And, and maybe they're like, okay, so I've learned some things. And you'd, you'd go and they'd that, that offer you an hour of coaching. And I looked at this and I was like, wait, there's a gap here. But, but why was there such an ignition? It was an igniting, a flame that just like, you have to do this. And the only thing, and this whole explanation to answer your question is my dad. My father, Ronnie Ross, was a, an incredible voiceover. He, you would have seen him on Super Sport, commentating the, the cricket matches, Buty Rasmus, the old Buti Rasmus Stadium. He was co- uh, commentating the rugby matches and, and a great voiceover on, on television and radio. He was a presenter for a very long time on uh, the then Radio Algoa. Always at home going to different pubs and grubs, retail centers, different uh, liquor outlets, and coming home to his recording studio and writing and producing radio ads on his own for... uh, Now, this is incredible. I mean, you get like an Ogilvy, you get like a Saatchi Saatchi, you get like the... But then you had Ronnie Ross TV and radio sales. And not only did he produce... His own and write his own. He sold them as well, and I watched this growing up. I mean, from the age of like, come on, like three or four years old, I was while he's writing jingles on the piano. I'm right there on his lap, looking at him. What, Dad? What are you doing? And then I would give it a go. And hey, when I was nine years old, I did my first voiceover for Restaurant Calzoni is where you'll find it, only the bestest taste in town. My mate's a pizza from Calzoni. So, I mean, I from that day, I was like, no, no, no. This is you can earn money from this. Surely not. This is fun. Earning money is difficult. Like mom comes home, she's irritated from work for 31 days in a row. And she goes, I'm irritated, but I have money. My dad was like, hey, I'm happy all the time and I've got money. I'm like, no, no, this is, we've, we've got to look into this. And That's so the, go, the, years, the years would would progress. And I being being in boarding school was very difficult for me to, and and I was also in boarding school in a, in a little farm town called called Utenek here in the southern tip of Africa, about thirty kilometers uh, outside of Port Elizabeth. So for nine years I had this sort of very restricted, kind of controlled upbringing where, yes, I, I got to concentrate a lot on my on my piano and becoming a musician and uh, becoming a good chess player, rugby player, and 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 cricket player. Everything else, but a great voiceover artist. Yes, I was in the choir, I was doing debating, I was or using my voice. And what I didn't realize, what I was building, and I think this for new voiceover artists is something to consider, is throughout my career at school, building my confidence. And remember that your voice, Andrew, is a culmination of your life's journey. It's not just the the way your voice is right now is a culmination of your journey. It's your friends you've hung out with, uh, where you've grown up. It's where you've gone in the world. It's the situations you've had to face.
0: It's influenced by everything that you've ever done.
1: Everything that you've ever done. And I think that if people could start to, to grasp that and just be like, I want to be a voiceover. Okay, great. Start to reminisce on the history of your life. Start to look back on the history of your upbringing. Start to look at what's molded your voice to become the way it has now. And not to try and mimic or become like somebody else, but use what you have now, right? Like the alchemist, like if anybody's read the story about the alchemist, his treasure was underneath him all the time. I present to my students that you are your own alchemist and you have your voice. You are sitting with the treasure you just have to become more aware of how to use it, and so there you go. I mean, that's if, if just to give you a, a short answer, that's really what got me into, amongst other things, got me into voiceover. But it's a different reason, Andrew, what brought me to create Savo.
0: Yeah. So tell me more about Savo. What, what does your academy do differently to other coaches that are out there?
1: Well, firstly, I'd like to say like we're only we're one of now, very few um, uh, academies. What do we do differently? We sit on our information and unpack it on a daily basis. We are creating theories. We are—it's very exciting to see all these fascinating things about voiceover that are coming to light that nobody has ever thought about. And because I—I I want to say we are at the forefront of thinking—is because we're constantly on a daily basis teaching and unpacking this. Not only this, we're offering our students the possibility to be exposed uh, to our ever-growing client list. So if you come and uh, train with us, if you're good enough and you want to continue and you do, I mean, there's studio options, online learning options, you then can continue into our agency and uh, open up your voice to a large network of voiceover clients. And, look, it doesn't happen for everyone. You know yourself, Andrew Howell difficult the voiceover industry is. But what we try and do and what we have done, and and this is a a good example, is just in Port Elizabeth. I mean, let's talk about Kobeja. Just in the last three months, I mean, I've got to two restaurants. I've had Sipe, who's uh, come in from a specific, I won't mention the restaurant's name, an Italian restaurant here in Port Elizabeth, and then a restaurant on the beach as well in Kobeja in Summer Strand. Both now said voiceover artist from from Beachfront to I, who served us, and I went, no, you have to come to my studio and do demos, has now done a KFC ad for Spotify. Uh, that was two weeks after identifying his voice, bringing him into the studio, Going to my partners and saying, "Okay, hear this voice. I want to put him in the next set of briefs. He's great at acting. I've upskilled him for like about a week. He spent about four days in the studio, upskilled him, got a job. Same with said voiceover artist from Italian restaurant. An e-learning, thirty-five thousand rand e-learning job. Like boom. Oak never did voiceover in his life. So, but you, so you see, do you, do you remember how it used to be with with, with guys going out and scouting voices for sing, singers, scouting artists? We're doing the exact same thing. We're using that model to scout voice over artists and even people who haven't done it before, bringing them into our realm, sharing all of our information and teaching with them, helping become more aware of what they're sitting on. A beautiful voice.
0: Yeah. Opening up opportunities to new guys that might never have considered VO ever before. And Oku
1: wasn't putting food on his table last week, is putting food on his table this week because he came to Savoia with his voice or he was speaking and Savoia recognized his voice and said, Hey, you have potential. That's what it is. And confidently going in and showing them that they have.
0: And then like you know, once you find these guys, what's your what's your process to actually train them? Do you do you bring them into studio one time do you do your voice booth camps or is it online or is it consistent what's your what's your process
1: so there's a there's a whole lot of nurturing that that goes on andrew um first there's the assessment stage to assess what is the timbre of this voice what is the structural makeup of the components the volume the pitch the tone and the rhythm of his speaking what products, where on the audio spectrum is his voice most prominent or her voice most prominent, what products are suited to that more sort of sultry, soft timbre, that sort of mid-range explainer timbre, that sort of high-energy timbre? And so we take a look at this and we kind of direct the voiceover into different deltas where, where streams flow quite differently. If you're selling something for a big game or macro, and you need those shoes off the shelf right now, and he's that guy, then great, we're gonna we're gonna help him build him in that area. If he's just a welcome to MWeb today, we're gonna explain one, two, and three, and then he's then he's an explainer. But it might be somebody who sells a sexy pair of shoes or something that's quite sultry. So we do an assessment. We check it out. We see what is their reading ability. It's such an important thing, Andrew. A lot of people want to become voiceovers, but they can't read 80 words in 30 seconds. <laughs> this is yep. the, and you're like, no, because you've got such a fantastic voice. But we need you to be able to read and perform in, 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 in time. Um, so, so yeah, oh, I don't want to meander off. Sorry, Andrew.
0: No, yeah. absolutely. No, keep going. It's, uh, I mean, you're kind of answering the, the next question that I had for you. What qualities are you looking for in your students? You know, what do they have yeah. to have in order to succeed in the industry? You know, uh, how do you help them identify those little niches and those those for deltas sure. and cultivate their unique voice?
1: I first start by saying, don't try and mimic anybody. It's you. It's, in fact, there's a chapter in my book, and, I, and I'm just going to read the actual name of the chapter. Okay? It's called, wait for it, wait for it, Your Voice Raw. Real and remarkably you. And you know what? Like, that's, that's, in fact, it's actually chapter one on my, on in, in my new book, okay, uh, which has now reached uh, 20,000 words. It's going to be a fascinating 21 chapter, get rid of all the nonsense, get straight into the nitty gritty. And I'm looking forward to bringing it out. It's called The Voice Alchemist's Playbook.
0: Nice. Looking forward to that for sure.
1: And it's exactly that. I think I would answer your question like in one, just in one sentence. Raw, Real and remarkably you, because that's what we try and identify. Because you know what? People don't want to, Andrew, be sp- broadcasted at anymore. They want to be spoken to. They want to be related to. They spoke to their own accents, in their own dialects, in their own languages. Mm. Um, so if you have this high energy go-getter, nothing will beat you. You've got all the confidence in the world. Then come. I'm going to teach you to do promos and hard sales. And if you're maybe a lawyer, doctor, pilot, we've had so many lawyers doctors pilots engineers come in for voiceover training they want to learn how to explain things they have this beautiful corporate ex- explanation voice i could listen to them read a, a narrative piece for for like ages and this is what's so interesting is that they just naturally are able to flow melodically, and I have this new graph in the book called the the, the Rosso T graph, which shows you how to use melody to make yourself sound more interesting if you have an inability to do that. These people are exceptional people. I love meeting these people and working with these explain. I call them the explainer voiceovers. They're not necessarily good at advertising, but they're great at explaining something. Mm. And then, of course, you just get the guy that has this voice that can't really do anything else but this, and so yes, always he's there in a world where nothing else happens, or it's there. That's the Jack Daniels story with number one, and they've got that natural vocal fry at the back. So there's so much, Andrew, to identify because there's like 21 disciplines of voiceover, and then they're all like like a lightning bolt scattered out, and then and then at each different at each different end of each little. Electricity Bolt is like a new heading for a new feeling of something else and a new delivery because it's the nuances in the text that the voiceover artist is able to perform that we really look for. And that there brings me to acting ability. And I think if you ask me, like, what's the top thing I look for in voiceover, can you act?
0: Yeah, very important. I mean, that's why they call it voice acting. It's not just speaking. No, for sure. No matter what role you're playing. Uh, or what script you're reading, you're playing some kind of role. You, I, either that's the narrator or the character or the movie trailer guy. It's all just a role.
1: Well, you see now you're mentioning all of those things. You know what you're mentioning? Uh, you know what you're actually mentioning? Tamba hierarchies.
0: Yeah. We
1: have created vocal voice over Tamba hierarchies. The chef voice, the movie voice, the documentary voice. Nobody knows where quite to take it, but there. And now we're all of a sudden talking like we're David Attenborough. And now everyone's trying to be like him. And it's, 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 no, we need to break away from creating vocal hierarchies. Do you know why? Because it makes everybody else who attempts it feel second best. And why should there not be a new type of movie trailer voice? Why should there not be a new type of documentary or a a new vehicle selling voice or a whiskey voice? You know? There's this Tamba enigma that we really need to like unpack. And I am in my new book.
0: Following on from that, you know, like obviously then, you know, there's trends that are happening in VO. And I mean the one that I've definitely noticed and I spoke with Kudi Maradzika a few weeks back, the trends that at least we've noticed from the voice me side is that most of our clients are searching for those natural, authentic conversational yep. voices. Yep. They're not looking necessarily for the put on voiceover style thing. So being yourself and being authentic and being natural and just not pushing it to try and mimic someone else is actually what people are looking for. And then being able to perform any script in that kind of way is definitely going to help you. So, what have you seen? Over the the last few years,
1: I say last few years, but it, it doesn't take years for something to change in voiceover. It changes in it so quick. It's like year by year we are seeing a nuance So what I'm seeing, especially, and I hope that you don't mind me referring to a local, because I because we are the South African Voiceover Academy, we're very much about Africa and, and and more more specifically South Africa. Although we do operate on a global uh, sense, in a, in a in a global sense, the trend has really become bring it home and give it the flavour of the people. It's called the ikasi delivery style. Your soap powder, washing powder and shield underarm and your cloths or whatever it is that used to be sold by a white voice in a township. I mean, who, the, who ever thought that that could work? And that's how it used to be. I mean, I go, what? No. You see these beautiful harmonious pictures of African ladies sitting down, washing uh, in the townships in, in buckets and laughing at one another and coming through. And then there's, the, and then there's this beautiful voice. Bawa, and that's beautiful. And then, but it's English. It's English. And there's all these township nuances that have come in to start speaking to the people. So when the people hear they're like, wow, that's my next door neighbor speaking to me on the radio. That's like, that's who I want to speak to. You know, and so people, are, agencies are starting to catch on to this more. I mean, that's just one. Let me give you an example. I'll bring in voiceover artists now, right, to Sever. Part of your demo package, when you come to Sever and you become part of the agency, it's compulsory for you if you are a South African. We're not as anal as to say, okay, it's compulsory, but it. I've said at management level, I want it to be compulsory, that each and every black South African voice artist that we represent has an Ikasi demo and has the ability at least to be able to go between Ikasi sort of rural tinge and then an urban accent. So, and and to be able to change it and refine it because that's what agencies are asking, Andrew. Mm. It's no longer just sell that car for the incredible price of only 9.99. No, it's ambitiam. Um, did you see that car for hotel, oh Hey, it's $6.99. Oh, I'm not, it's, it's flavor. Yeah. It's flavor. We're looking for the flavor. We want to taste the chicken that Sipoy is selling. Yeah. We want to smell the car with the chick that he's got inside, but we won't be able to do that if it's not localized in that flavor. So what have we done? We never thought it would work. No one ever thought, oh, you can't, you can't speak. You can't like that on radio. What do you mean? It's 85% of your market. What are you doing? So that's like a trend. And just to jump on your bandwagon as well about like moving into a more sort of generalized uh, performance, if we talk about the soft, authentic delivery, you are 100% right. I've got directors at very high levels that throw out any demos that have a remote piece of performance on them. They don't even want to listen to it. They just want something that's real, something that's real and authentic from the heart, something that like doesn't push for anything.
0: Let's talk about demos then. Cause I mean, for any aspiring voice artist, you know, demos are an essential tool to get work and to get yep. in front of those decision makers. Yep. And I've always said your demos like your CV, you know, you're not gonna be taken seriously by a client if you don't have a good demo or good CV. And there's definitely some essentials that you can't go without. So when it comes to demos, how do you go about creating one? Uh, what are the most important things to include in, in your demo?
1: Sure. I think there's a lot of conversation. It's a big, very big subject. Uh, why and why? Why is it? To, why is it a big subject? Because this is a representation of your brand and of who you are. This is your product. This is your calling card. This is what you're using to sell yourself. It needs to be brilliant, and it also needs to showcase, if you can, the many different types of each little nuance of thing. So I'm going to try and because demos is a massive, massive subject. So, yeah. and and also the conversation for demos differs from professional, intermediate, and beginner. So you can't speak to a professional about demos the same way you're speaking to a beginner. So I think let me cover all of them. Here we go. Let's start from a beginner um, outlook. If you are a beginner and you haven't done voiceover before, what you want to do is you want to first come to a lesson. Let's say, for instance, you come to booth camp at the South African Voiceover Academy and you come for a weekend on a Saturday and a Sunday and you learn all about voiceover and the different techniques. You'll hold some script booklets up and you'll read and you'll go and you'll record and you'll just start to understand all about the industry and the nuances of your voice and, and, and your ability. So you start to read and you go, wow, I really enjoy acting character ads and you're really good at it. Because there's an ad that comes up and you're like, uh, I ask you to put on an accent and, and you've been doing this ad in your accent, right? And then and then all of a sudden I'm like, why don't you try a different accent? And then you're like, I've got this American quirky accent that I do, I'm like, yo, go for it. So you're like, you know when mom cooked, nobody could beat the fresh aroma that came from her kitchen. You know, somehow the sauce was always just right. Pasta so fresh, it tastes so delicious. And I'm like, yes, that's it. But before, for some reason, this person wasn't able to... Firstly, the message sounded contrived. It was like they were reading it. But as soon as they let go and were able to embody a character, all of a sudden, they're like learning for the first time that, oh, maybe on my demo, I should have a character thing. So that's for a beginner, whereas a pro would already know. Like, pff, there's a whole...
0: Rolodex of characters in their head.
1: 100%, man. No, like, twenty on the fly, in the go, in two seconds. Oh, what does the camera look like? Blah, 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 blah. Size, weight. Is it uh, affected, non-affected? Is it naturally... Is it going to be throaty? Is it going to be try is it going to be fry you know where, where's the voice going to start hey a pro can just go da, 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 da. Uh,
0: just while you're on that you mentioned affected versus unaffected for those that don't know what that means could you give us an explanation of that
1: sure Andrew buy that car for the incredible price of only 9.99 Andrew buy that car for the incredible price of only 9.99 there it is the first was uh, non-affected the second was affected so the affected version of your voice is simply adding drama, a bit more muscle to it, a bit more sort of projection and overall taking a logo that would be like normal and turning it into like 3D. Does that make sense?
0: Yep, that makes sense to me. I understood exactly what it was already. For the sake of the listeners of the podcast, they may have not understood exactly what you were talking about just yet. Yeah,
1: the the guy at the beginning though is still he's like, what am I good at? You know, and so and so you're finding out. Then all of a sudden, I'm good at character voice. I'm good at explaining something. So they're like, so now this voice is like, okay, character, I can do an explainer. I'm actually quite good with this. Just like because my character is quite like over the top and hard sell. I'm also good at hard sell. So I say to them, okay, do a hard sell, a character and an explainer. That's three. Cause we offer you three demos over the weekend. So my advice would be to showcase three of your most comfortable. Wait, hear me now, because what would I say to it? Pro three of your top versus three of your most comfortable. You see the difference? Okay. So an intermediate is somewhere in between. They're like, oh, I'm comfortable in this, but I'm also quite good at this, but I'm not so comfortable in this thing I'm good at. And I haven't quite worked out all the nuances. So you get different demos. For a beginner, I wouldn't do a mashup demo. Why? They have nothing to mash up. They've got nothing to mash up and show you. They they don't, they're still learning. So I would say to them, come in, do three 30-second reads with somebody who's fully immersed in the industry, with a business or a company that's fully immersed in the industry, like us. That's if you're a beginner. Come in and find out about the industry. Find out about your voice. Listen to how you sound over different pieces of music. Listen to the natural timbre of your voice and your ability to modulate. Can you modulate your voice? Can you embody a character? Can you okay, all these things you need to find out? out first before, as a beginner, you record a demo. Do not go into a studio, get told you have a nice voice, and say, "Okay, oh, can I have three scripts? Record them and go out and try and get work. You're not gonna get work.
0: Yeah, I mean, I say the same thing to guys that are coming to me asking for demos, and I, and I get these messages almost daily, if not every second day. You know, Hi, I wanna record my voiceover demo, and the very first question I ask them is, have you done any coaching or training? And anyone that hasn't yet, I tell them, that's what you need to do first. If you're going to go and invest money in something, put it into coaching and training. Because if you come into the studio and you just read three scripts, you'll get an okay recording. It's not going to sell you. It's not going to move heads. Exactly. The demo has to be spectacular to sell.
1: Yeah, example. I, professional voiceover, I've got a commercial mashup demo with a a large variety of hard, medium, soft sell, appetite appeals and In affected and non-affected versions within a one minute cell. It's a fascinating thing. And I'm also a sound engineer and music producer. So I design design my own thing. Okay, great. I also have an explainer mashup video with different types of explainer videos. What do I mean? Well, concrete explanation, petrol, cocaine routes through South Africa, abuse on women. like It's all different tones. I have that in a mashup. I have a specific soft cell demo, which is not part of my commercial demo. Because why? Soft cell is so different. You can have a soft, dramatic soft cell, soft, authentic. You can have an introspective uh, soft cell. You can have a a vocal fry soft cell with very limited modulation. How deep do you want to go down this rabbit hole? I ask my students because it's so different. It's so nuanced. You see, when when you're a pro, it's different. When you're a beginner, it's also so very different. And it's getting to that kind of like it's going from that like coloring in class. To like sculpturing class is really where you want to go as a voiceover, yeah, with your demo.
0: So, a beginner, you would do a lot, lots of little separate ones. For a pro, you would do more montage reels and mashups and stuff. You know, is there an advantage? to either or of those? I mean, a pro could do a whole bunch of different ones. There's
1: an immediate pro to having a mashup is that the client can hear multiple deliveries within a 60 second span, you know, and now we want quick things. I mean, have you seen lately on Facebook videos how quickly they're teaching you to cook? Time lapses. But 30 seconds, 30 seconds to make this like and all you see is it stops. It, it, oh, I can watch it. For me, I can watch those videos the entire day. Now, very much bringing it back home to, to voiceover and to the demos, my man, my man, I cannot tell you how much I love professional diversity in a voiceover. And I don't now mean to I don't mean to take the new voiceover artists who are listening and go like, oh, okay, well, I'm not so diverse and versatile now. No, but it's a beautiful thing to, to aspire to and to put in front of you and go like, wow, I want to do that. Like, okay, your timbre has a specific coloration. Let's say it's like... Um, and, and the reason that I'm talking about coloration is because if you look at the rainbow, all the colors of the rainbow are vibrating at a different frequency. That's, that's the only reason why you can see red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet the way that you can see them. Now, your voice vibrates at the same frequency as those colors. It's just different. It's audible. Now, the rainbow can't combine colors, but we can. So imagine that you had a rainbow inside your voice and you can combine those colors. At this stage, you're a beginner. All you have is orange. I can show you how to incorporate red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet Create different timbers, right? So you can create better demos. At this stage, what's happening is that you've got the professional who's got the full array of color and ability to mix it up just like a painter right? That's why he said, i don't like that red. I like a different shade of red. Oh, okay. Well, this is what it looks like in voiceover frequency range. Okay. And so you can see how developed people are in the mixing of frequencies and and, 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 and timbre modulation. No new voiceover artist that I've met can directly link a message to their soulful timbre. It's like there's going to be a disconnect or they're going to miss a little note, which I'm going to hear all the time. And that's why with this whole demo thing, just to bring it back, is that if you're a newbie, it's okay to be one color in the rainbow. You can become the rest. So don't worry. And incorporate them and mix them and have a fun time listening to, to to the result of mixing those
0: different colors. And getting those extra colors is going to take time. It's not going to be one or two little lessons. It's going to be two years of working with a yeah. coach Yeah, or yeah, more. of course. It's okay. going to be ongoing. You know, it's it's not a quick thing. Like guys, guys that are listening, voiceover training is not a one and done. It is going to be multiple training sessions over multiple months or years without doubt and you're still going to need it 10 years down the line
1: well well let me ask you let me ask you does Serena Williams still have a a coach does Novak Djokovic still have a, a tennis coach that tennis coach sits right next to them when they're playing yep come on do I need to say anything more
0: the learning never stops how often should artists update their demos or when should they update their demos
1: Interesting question, because I have multiple nuanced answers for this. Um, Depends, again, are you a professional or are you a beginner? You see, I have to approach it differently. So as a beginner, I would uh, update my demo according to the updating of my scale, the scale of which I present myself on the ability hierarchy. So... As I move up the ability hierarchy in Voiceover, I, I will update my demo. Whereas, if my performance ability on the hierarchy is quite at the top, what I would do is I would put something solid out in January, and then in June, winter time, kind of when everybody's kind of changing format for advertising for different, you know, for the different season, I would come in with a new one. So, as a professional, I would say probably every six months, and then as a newbie, I would say as your performance level on the hierarchy grows, I would update. It's like, oh, I could. I, I've just learned to do this fantastic. It now sounds great. I've got the melodies right. I'm dropping when I should. I'm rising when I should. I'm making you wait. And I'm ending. Oh, great. Yes, I'm. Gonna, now I can do that. Okay, now I'm going to go and record the demo and that. Okay, great. Then add that. Then add that. That's a newbie. Okay, but a guy like myself i got to take the best of what I have and showcase it in what I know is selling. So I'll see in the promo section, in the authentic section, I'll do promo demo mashup. I'll do an authentic mashup. I'll do an explainer mashup. I'll do you see. But because of if you look at it as the ability hierarchy on in voiceover, where I am, I'm 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 at the top there. I'm like we're in the you and I are in like the top ten percent, Andrew. And so if you're t- talking to somebody. Who's in the low eighty percent? Who's as passionate or more about no, not but not more passionate than me, but as <laughs> as as passionate as the average person, right? <laughs> I just Then you're you're talking a different message.
0: So I mean, I, I've I've said to guys over the years, and I'm surprised that you said every six months for a professional, because I've said to guys that you know when you're new, you should probably be updating your demos every 3 or 4 months because you're going to be learning at such an accelerated pace. That's what I just said. Yeah, but but the guys the guys that are more professional that have kind of reached that bigger tier that higher level, they don't actually have to update as often, but maybe they should.
1: No, 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 no. I'm just saying, well, remember season is feeling. Season is feeling.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Remember, yeah, remember remember that season and feeling go together are you still wearing your jacket in summer, my bud? No. Are you still wearing your jacket in winter? Yes. There's a different feeling. So your demo has to have a different feeling for the season. And I think that's where we're getting it wrong in SA. And that's why maybe I'm winning a lot of the voiceover jobs is because my demos are seasonal. They're updated all the time. I'm working hard at them. I'm pushing f- fast in front of everybody. Yes, I'm doing it because that's that's what you need to do. I'm not telling a fib here, you want to be a voice artist, work as hard as it as being a doctor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Craig, thank you very much. You've definitely given everyone a lot to think about, given me a lot to think about. So how can someone get in touch with you and Savoa or hire you for a VO gig?
1: It's very kind of you, number one, to have taken the time to be here with me today. I'm also very sorry that I am the way that I am in my mind sometimes and my focus and I yeah, I just I am this guy with a lot of energy and a lot of focuses and sometimes...
0: For everyone listening, that is what you need in a VO coach. You need someone yeah. who's hyper-focused and a bit of an energizer bunny to get you going.
1: Thank you, 100%. Yeah, it doesn't always... It's not always in my favor outside of voiceover that type of personality, <laughs> but in voiceover it really, really works. How can you get in touch with me? Thank you so much, Andrew, for that that this opportunity. You can get in touch of of me, Craig, at Savoa. It's S A V O A dot C O dot Z A. Check out our website at Savoa dot C O dot Z A. Managing Director Selwyn Shandle, my partner in Cape Town, who is uh, really steering the ship like an absolute legend. You can get in touch with him at Selwyn at S-A-V-O-A dot C-O dot Z-A. And then, of course, Claire, who is our uh, academy manager, who really just, I think so many people in South Africa know who she is now. I mean, (laughs) because she is at the forefront of the communication with the students. So if uh, you want anything to know about anything about the academy, contact Claire. At Savo, that's C-L-A-I-R-E at S-A-V-O-A dot C-O dot Z-A. Otherwise, check out our uh, Facebook pages. So to everybody who, who listened today, go forth triumphantly and discover more about your voice. Who knows? You could be just like the alchemist sitting on his own gold. So today, be your own voiceover virtuoso and go out there and become something fantastic. For me, Craig Ross, it's been awesome uh, spending time with you. Cheers.
0: And that's all for this week's episode. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me and my support team at support at voiceme.co.za. leave a comment here, or give me a call on 0861-VOICE-ME, that's 0861-864-2363 if you're in South Africa. To sign up for a VoiceMe profile, register from the homepage at voiceme.co.za. I strongly believe a constructive social environment for our users, whether they be artists, clients, producers. Or, talent agents is highly beneficial for our industry. Like, follow, and engage with VoiceMe and each other on at VoiceMeSA on all social networks. If you like this episode, please like, share, subscribe, turn on automatic downloads, or click the bell icon to get notified so you don't miss our next one. I'm Andrew Sutherland, and that's it from me here at VoiceMe for this week. Cheers for now.